Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession to teach you how to be the most productive version of you. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to my monthly live training. My next live training will be happening on Friday, September 18th at noon Eastern. I'm going to be talking about planning your day, the why and the how. You can register by clicking the link in the show notes or the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. On the show today, Andy Foote. He is an advanced LinkedIn strategies coach, and we're going to talk about both his and my favorite platform on the planet, LinkedIn. He's going to talk about two ways that you approach LinkedIn, and many people are only doing it one way. Also, some of the many mistakes people make on LinkedIn and where the true magic happens on LinkedIn. All that and more, an incredible conversation with Andy Foote. Andy, welcome to the show. Hello, Mark. How are you? I am doing awesome today. How about you? Well, I told you about my fasting, so <laughs> I'm I'm doing that. I'm fasting hard. Uh, day day twenty three of a thirty day fast, which is pretty insane. Yes. I know you. I know your wife does intermittent. I've tried intermittent, and because I did five days, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try thirty. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the, the the results do not lie. You know, um, you could call it a productivity hack of my bod. <laughs> and I've lost, uh, I've lost 33 pounds now. I'm on track to lose between 35 and 40. Uh, so, you know, for someone who just wants to get results quickly and, you know, it's a mental game and, and your wife knows this too. So yeah, it's all good so far. The, the downside is uh, nausea, which you have to counter with uh, taking in uh, electrolytes. So bone broth is good for that. Uh, so lots, lots of learning, learning along the way. Uh, and then mental acuity. Uh, you definitely, uh, I think, get a, you know, a sharper uh, thinking uh, process, uh, which is neat. And then I feel lighter. I f- I, I'm, I'm, I've got more mobility. And I was, you know, I was up there. I was, I was uh, getting very heavy. And I needed to, I needed to take some, some, some measures. Some people were drastic, but if you go on the interwebs, you'll have people who have done 30 days. Uh, so it's, it's not that unusual. Man, uh, three hours is a long fast for me. I couldn't imagine. My wife does 24. You do you know, 23 of 30 days. Uh, today is, fe- is February. Hello. Uh, September 9th. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so I don't know, it's good for you. Um, you know, I, I'm vegetarian. I run like a maniac every day and I only drink water, but fasting, no fasting is too slow for me. So, but this is not a nutrition show. We're not going, we just no. decided to start the show. Uh, Andy and I are both very, very, uh, much in love with LinkedIn. 
Um, I really believe LinkedIn is the platform to be on if you want to grow your business and brand. Now, of course, there are exceptions. You know, Tony Robbins and Brendan Burchard and Grant Cardone, they're really big on all the platforms. But I think if you really want to go deep and you really want to grow your business and brand, I don't think there's a better platform than LinkedIn. I know you agree with me on this because we've been connected with LinkedIn on LinkedIn for a while. So what I want to do on the show today is I want to take it from two perspectives. Number one, I want to talk to the person that still doesn't realize that LinkedIn is not just for your resume. That was way back in the day. So why don't you talk a few minutes about the person that goes, well, I thought LinkedIn, I just put my resume on there and that's all it is. That's not what LinkedIn is anymore. Yeah, it's definitely not that, Mark. Um, So you've got to figure, I I think, or or you've got to realize that uh, LinkedIn is is two things. Um, Sure, it's a place that you can advertise yourself and you know your your talents your skills your background etc even you know if you do it right uh, your personality so it's it's kind of like a, a billboard for you uh, and then secondly it's a tool and it's a, it can be a very effective tool in terms of whatever it is you're trying to achieve uh you know in terms of your objectives be they job seeking landing a promotion uh launching a business, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There are lots of different objectives that you can definitely achieve via LinkedIn. But the people who make, uh, I think, uh, the mistake uh, quite often is that they just think about the the first uh, element of the LinkedIn platform, that billboard. Uh, what they're not doing often is they're not actually following through with LinkedIn strategy. And it's kind of tough, isn't it? It's, it's, it's tough because if you think about it, LinkedIn is, is essentially asking you to become a marketer, asking you to be someone who runs their own profile yep. or, or web page. And on top of that, it's asking you to uh, understand how to navigate and to fully leverage uh, what can be quite a complex uh, platform without any kind of support or education. I mean, there's, you know, there are settings. If you've only, if you've ever spent any time in LinkedIn settings, it's a labyrinth. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yes. what, what, what the heck is this? You could buy a book, you could read blogs, sure, but that takes time. Uh, so, a lot of the time, people are sitting back and they're more laissez-faire about it, and they're expecting great things to happen just by putting, uh, you know, their resume or a version of their resume on the platform, and that's not going to be enough by itself. And my my same fear about that sort of sitting back and and waiting for good things to happen is related to keywords. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people in my space will say, hey, yes, uh, I will optimize your profile. And I, you know, well, that's, that's troubling to me because what, do you, what exactly do you mean by that? And often they say, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sort out your keywords. I'll make sure that your keywords are the best for what you want to, 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 to do and what you want to be found for. But understand that keywords, everyone's trying to play that game. Also, keywords is a zero-sum game on LinkedIn. So even if you miraculously find the 10 or so keywords that you think recruiters are going to be looking for, uh, and and even if you do that, guess what? Thousands of other people are trying to <laughs> crack that combo too. So how on earth do you get on the first page of the search results based on those 10 keywords? Tell me how that's optimizing. 
And unfortunately, LinkedIn gives you an incomplete picture when it comes to keywords. We are not given enough data to adequately understand which keywords help us to be found. That's the problem that I have with keyword strategy on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is not Google. And again, underlying that is my concern about this. Oh yeah, I'll just put my I'll put my resume on the on my profile. I'll make sure that I've got these keywords. And then they sit back and then they wonder why they're not found, why nothing's happening for them. And I, I love how you explain that because you have a saying, which I love. It, we all hear that content is king, but you think, and I agree, that comments, quality comments are king. I was talking to someone just the other day, and I'm like, I, I noticed that you don't have a lot of you know followers or connections. He goes, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know what to do. I'm posting. And I went to his posts, and all it was is, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. I said, that's not how it works on LinkedIn. First of all, you should always lead with value. Number two, you have to spend time leaving quality comments. I don't mean a thumbs up emoji or nice post emoji. I mean a quality comment. And I know you really believe that the magic of LinkedIn is in the comments. So talk to us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, comments are, uh, I said comments are king and uh, reshares and reactions aren't even royalty. Uh, <laughs> that was that was my quote. Yeah, what I mean by that, Mark, is that, uh, you know, the, the easiest and the quickest way for you to get noticed and for you to build relationships on LinkedIn is by actually commenting on content which is relevant right, to uh, whatever it is you're trying to achieve on LinkedIn. And, and what you're doing by, co- by, by commenting is you're uh, building relationships with other people who perhaps, you know, the author of the post might take notice, but also it's an opportunity for you to actually have dialogue, not only with the author, but people who are also commenting on that content. So it, you can, it's, it's essentially like going into a room and intermingling and, to, and, and speaking with people who, you know, maybe share your views, appreciate your views, like your personality. And so that's where, you know, it comes down to comment length because clearly you're not going to achieve very much with awesome, right? <laughs> or, or, or thank you, I agree. You've got to make it a real life uh, comment that you've invested your time, your intellect in. And comments can be graded, right? If, every, if enough people like your comments, you're going to get likes. Yep. Uh, you know, my, my, my focus is whenever I drop a comment uh, in content that I'm interested in, I want to win the likes. I want to have the most liked comment on the post. And it's not just, uh, this isn't just a vanity play. This is, this tells me that people dig what I'm saying. And that's, uh, that's a feedback loop. It's uh, reinforcing that, okay, yeah, that was a valuable comment. People have appreciated it, right? So when I'm getting 60 likes on a comment, then I've won, but I'm also happy that, good, my, I'm on message here and people are digging, uh, the value, uh, that I provided. So I also call comments at uh, mini groups. Right. So you know, we, we can talk about LinkedIn groups and how sucky they are right now. But what's actually happening around content is you have these mini pop up groups. Uh, so people coalesce around uh, great content and they're thrilled, interested, excited enough to talk about that, uh, that they form these mini groups. And what I absolutely love when I 
uh, produce content on LinkedIn is that I see these people and I can see evolving uh, relationships purely in comments when they're then actually having conversations amongst themselves, right? So I'm I'm I don't butt in. I like you know their comments, and I I think that's I think that's very cool. So yeah, comments. Big picture, comments give the maximum amount of data to LinkedIn too, right? Much more than a reshare, much more than reactions. When people are actually uh, putting putting all that text uh, down, then that gives the LinkedIn algorithm something to chew on. And I'm not talking about just the content distribution algorithm. I'm talking about the other algorithm that LinkedIn is, is using to uh, crawl and to suck up as much data as possible and try to figure out, you know, exactly who we are, what we're interested in, and what we're trying to do. Um, yeah. So comments, uh, I think it's a, it's a no brainer. They make the platform more sticky for LinkedIn. We're, you know, much more inclined to hang around, uh, to see what the other person says once we drop our comments. Uh, and it's just, it's human engagement, human interaction at its purest. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the other day someone was talking about, um, an influencer was talking about views, that views is the main thing, absolutely beyond anything else, that views are what you should be shooting for. Nonsense. Views are mere impressions. Yes. They are a vanity metric because they're not clicks. What I mean by impressions is that you can rack up thousands of views just because your content is in the home feed. No one's actually looking at it. They're just scrolling through it. So that's what I mean by an impression. Uh, that unfortunately, LinkedIn does not give us clicks. If they gave us clicks, then we'd have uh, we'd have more a more honest reckoning, right? right. Stats on what is actually being read. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 my that's my uh, my opinion on views. Yeah, a couple things is yeah, it, clicks is great because when they hit that read more button, I would like to know how many people click that read more link to see more of your post. The other thing about leaving a good long quality comment. Most people don't. And so when you're scrolling through the comments, you see these like two, three word comments, and then you have yours, two, three, four sentences. People are like, wow, they're going to stop and read that because they're going to like, this is probably something to it. Now it does take more time, but here's the thing. Most people aren't going to do that. So if you do it, you are going to stick out. So I'm completely agree with you on that. Now, let me talk to you about metrics because my opinion on metrics is they should wipe off metrics. The authors should be able to see them. There are too many people. I know I've done this myself. You evaluate a post, any kind of post, video, live, uh, it doesn't matter, by how many likes, how many views, how many shares, how many comments. And I've read, and I'm probably sure you have seen posts, they get a lot of engagement, probably from pods, and the the comment, the, the post is garbage. And you're like, why are these, all these views here? And then you find out that there's probably a pod that everybody jumped in the first five or 10 minutes or the first hour where the golden hour is on pod and it shoots it up in the algorithm. And we all have to look at this garbage and like, why am I reading this? Why is this in my, in my feed? So talk to us a little bit about your thoughts. Do you agree with me that we should get rid of metrics? Like I guess Instagram is starting to do. Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out my website, MrProductivity.com for the date of my next live training to get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. Yeah, so I do. I, I like I like that um, that thinking a lot 
uh, where essentially, you know, stats, all content stats are hidden, uh, you know, not from the author, but hidden from, from, from public view. That would certainly, I think, um, reduce the visibility and the attract, attractability of certain viral posts. Because you may have noticed this too, Mark, but often the the hyper popular the viral uh, content on linkedin which is often by the way pushed or promoted in the feed by LinkedIn editors because they like it. Maybe it's career-related. Maybe it's a feel-good thing. And they pick and choose the winners. That definitely happens. But when that happens, I've noticed that often the views are in the thousands and the comments are not so high. They're in the hundreds. <laughs> and then there's that disparity. And that what's happening there is that people are just doing the drive-by. They're going, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll react because thousands of other people have reacted, right? That's, 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 that's not an indication of value. It's, it's that, 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 that doesn't mean anything at all. Comments, like I said, uh, if you're seeing thousands of comments, that's a different story. But, yes. you know, to answer your, you know, to answer your, your question, yes, I think they, they should be hidden. Uh, because ultimately the content itself should do the selling. Yes. Uh, if it's, if it's, you know, from a known person that a known author that you, that you love to read uh, his or her stuff, then that's all you need, right? You don't need any other persuasion. Uh, you shouldn't care that other folks have, uh, reacted strongly, commented uh, a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think uh, LinkedIn should should try it and then see the difference in our home feed as an example. Uh, you know, when when they when they do something like that. Let's talk about the two most important parts of a profile. Number one, no brainer here. You know, the headshot, and we all have nice cameras. So take yourself a nice picture. Don't use a cropped image from the party you were at New Year's Eve. But I really want to talk to you about. The headline. I see a lot of people, even today, September 2020, author, best-selling author, international speaker, and I'm like, so you're a best-selling author. You're probably not a Wall Street Journal or New York Times best-selling author. You're probably a sub, 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 sub category of Amazon for one hour best-selling author. And I'm like, why do I care? You care. Your mom cares. But that is such prime real estate, especially the the closer to the beginning of the headline because it could be truncated as you comment. And I, I don't know why people don't take the time to create value-added Headlines. Now, I'll be completely honest. Right now, I've changed mine. So right, mine, right now, mine says productivity expert and trainer because I'm, I'm trying to figure out what else to put in there. But it's such prime real estate. But I see people, I'm a coach of what? A football team, an executive team. What are you a coach of? So talk to us about the importance of headlines. Yeah. So you're right about the headshot. You're right about the, the, the headline, uh, and also your name. So those three elements in particular are what I call your calling card. Uh, and, and by that, I mean that whenever you're in the LinkedIn comments, when you're doing stuff on LinkedIn, uh, and even when you're not, when you're listed in search, the three elements that always, always appear are your headshot, your name, and your headline. So you better make sure that all three of those are working for you in some way, right? Now, there's a lot, as you said, you can do with the headshot. You, we have 
very capable phones these days, fantastic cameras, uh, built-in editing software. Uh, as an example, you know, my current headshot was taken on an iPhone X in portrait mode. iPhone 10, Adam, we, we talked about this before, iPhone 10. You're doing that to annoy me now. <laughs> no. All right. iPhone 10. X, 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 X. You stickler. You stickler, you. <laughs> hey, I'm an Apple guy. What can I say? <laughs> me too. Me too. So... Yeah, absolutely, the 10. And if you don't have access to the iPhone 10, then borrow one, right? You know. <laughs> so, yeah, and that it's a, it's a great shot. I mean, it's it's number I think it's number 97 of, of that particular <laughs> bathroom session. Uh, and, you know, I, I like it. And to me, it looks very professional. And so make sure it's professional. Make sure the background isn't distracting. Don't yeah. try and squeeze, you know, signage or something in, in there because guess what? It comes in three, diff- three different sizes. The smallest is tiny. So just make it face dominant. Make that circle face dominant between 70 to 85% only face. Uh, and make sure the lighting's great. Uh, nothing, you know, bouncing off your your temple and your hair's looking smart, blah, blah, blah. Uh, your name, you can't really do that much with. Uh, I experiment all the time and, uh, you know, a visibility hack for me. This might not work for you, but I have experimented with dots, right? So periods. So I stand out when I'm group tagged. That's one reason I do it. The second reason I do it is I can spot bots. I can spot automation. When people send me automated uh, connection requests, uh, I can see immediately that all they've done is pulled over my first name ah, because it has those dots. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a little productivity hack for you. Uh, so I can spot them a mile away. I know exactly what they're doing and they're not putting any effort into it. They're not uh, they're not interested in me. It's just I am one of a you know a hundred connection requests that they've uh, that they've sent out. Today. Let me stop so you that, right there with the names. Yes, yes. I, I see a lot of people say John Doe comma ABC comma XYZ comma PDQ comma here's my phone number comma email address. And technically, you're not supposed. To, you're only supposed to put your first name, last name, and your maiden name, right? Am I exactly? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So those those are the rules. That's that's what the uh, that's what the user agreement says that it should only be your name in the name field. However, uh, yes, so many people are breaking breaking that rule, and it's not being enforced clearly. Because if it was, yes. then there wouldn't be so many people doing it. So yeah, I think LinkedIn turns a blind eye. To that kind of uh, that kind of bending of the rules, uh, but yeah, the, the other thing that you know, if you're not comfortable doing the dots, uh, you could put one period in front of your name. That would still uh, achieve the same purpose. You'd know if it was a bot. It won't do much for group tagging, obviously. Uh, that's that's you know that's the reason number one I do it. Uh, the other the other hack uh, you could you could do with your name is to capitalize. And, you know, what I mean by that is that um, most people do not, for some weird reason, uh, they've not, not weird, it's just convention, right? Mm -hmm. People will capitalize the first, the first letter of your first name and the first letter of your last name. And I say, no, why? (laughs) Uh, Look, look, next time you watch TV, you'll see all text on the TV is capitalized. And so that's what I'm going for. I'm saying I'm announcing my name. I'm not shouting. (laughs) Because, <laughs> you know, that's another hang up that people have. But isn't that shouting, Andy? No, I'm announcing my name. <laughs> my name is my brand. That's very yeah. important. 
Uh, you know, so in terms of extra vis- visibility, getting the extra millisecond of attention when, you know, you're out in the LinkedIn commons, uppercase, you know, capitalize your, your entire name, see how it goes, see how that works for you. I bet you'll get used to it. And I, I bet you will love the fact that uh, I'm going to make up this stat, but over 98% of folks on LinkedIn do not do that. Uh, well, I now, do it now more- because I saw your post about a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, I'm going to do that. So now Mark Stuchowski is completely capitalized, and I can tell you when I'm commenting or when people tag me, it does stand out a lot more. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I, th- I think it's just a mindset. If people think it's shouting and they don't want to do that and they're, you know, they're kind of – Oh, I'm happy being in the recesses, right? I'm happy just playing, <laughs> playing in the shadows. Then you do, you do you. Yeah. Uh, as for, as for the, the headline, uh, again, there's a lot of creativity going on and I see a lot of people who are using what I call a truncated, uh, headline or pipes. So those, you know, those vertical, uh, slashes yes. to, uh, kind of segment. Oh, uh, this, you know, I do this. And then I do this. And to me, it's that's exactly what it is. It feels fragmented. It feels like, oh, okay, here's a list. Here's a list of things that I do. And there's no flow. And what I want to see is I want people who use slogans. I think slogan headlines, slogan type headlines play the best for a number of reasons. Number one, not a lot of people are doing them or doing them well. Number two, they resonate. If you, if you, if you, if you crack, if you get the great slogan for you that absolutely fits like a well-made suit, then people will remember you because uh, it's hard to do, right? You have to, you have to be a copywriter. You have to be able to uh, use that space to make the maximum impact using words, uh, you know, great, great words and a, a great combo of words. So yeah, the slogan headline is the one that I would, I would definitely try and do. Um, and I've written about this, you know, I've got several uh, articles on my blog about it to give you examples of just how well people have done it. Uh, I think anyone can do the list. Anyone can do, I do this, pipe, I can do this, pipe, I do this. That's, to me, it's like, mm, snooze fest, what, you know, why, why am I going to click on your profile? That, after all, is the objective yes. of your calling card right? You need, need, need to hook those folks to your profile so they can then discover more about you and then perhaps fall in love with you and then maybe engage with you in some way uh, or recommend you to someone or, you know, give me the door opener, but you absolutely need to get them to your profile. Uh, And a headline, I think a a, a very well-crafted headline does exactly that. And the thing is, this is all electronic. So you can change it like every hour. You can change it every day. It's not cast in stone. So you can change it and then ask some people, you know, what do you think? So that's something there. Now, something else I read, I think you posted this on LinkedIn, where there's a now a trend where someone posts content and then they DM all their friends which is a form of a pod, really. It's just not a called an official pod. Hey, here's my latest post. Would you go like it? Would you go comment on it? Are you the one that posted this? Am I remembering that correctly? Yes, your memory oh. serves you correctly. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I wrote... Um uh, it, it was it was an image uh, post. I've been experimented with 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 images, and the image was um, essentially a quote uh, from me. Funnily enough, <laughs> and it says, "If you re- if you write great content which is read in silence, the LinkedIn algo will assume that it is shit content." Mm-hmm. And uh, what I what I wrote to you know explain that statement was, uh, 
This is why you see people, one, liking their own content, two, <laughs> using their company page to like their own content, number three, liking their own comments, number four, <laughs> mass tagging, number five, asking for engagement via messenger, your point, <laughs> number six, using pods, number seven, hijacking other posts and dropping links. Mm. And I said, please don't. Yeah. And I said, do, do this instead. Write amazing content which informs, inspires, delights. Create original content. Experiment with delivery. Ask questions at the end of your post or article. And lastly, build your tribe. Give them what they want. So, yeah, your point about um, you know asking for engagement via messenger, I get this, you get this, I'm sure your listeners get this, but people essentially begging and saying, oh, I just wrote this, uh, I would love for you to engage on it. Mm, yeah. Uh, I've done that. I've that. done that, by the way. I, I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I've done that. I Someone told me, like your own post. And I always felt weird liking my own posts and content. And I'm like, this sounds weird. And when I read your post, I'm like, ah, I'm doing like six of these seven things. And I stopped them all because it doesn't make any sense because why would you want to get involved in self-love? We talked about this. We did a, a LinkedIn Live recently, and you talked about self-love. And it's like, okay, I got to post content. I spent a lot of time creating this content. I'm going to be the first one to love it. And like you say, if you don't get a lot of likes, people are going to like, why didn't Andy like his own comment or his own post? It's like... Are you that insecure that you have to like your own stuff? And when you stop thinking about it and when you start thinking about it, like, wait a minute, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And that's the thing, Mark. Everyone can see exactly what you're doing. <laughs> and so it's coming, you know, it's coming from a position of weakness. And not only that, but people understand, I think most, most people understand, uh, they see what you're trying to do, that they see that you're trying to fool the algo and it's <laughs> artificial because, you know, it's not real. It's coming from you. And so, yeah, I would, I would discourage anyone from, from doing any kind of self-love, any kind of self-liking and organic is, is, is the way to do it, baby. You just, you have to, and it's not going to happen overnight. I think yes. uh, a lot of people who do this are probably coming from the perspective of, uh, you know, being relatively new to the platform, uh, perhaps wanting to cut corners and go big, go big as soon as possible. And it's just, it's not going to work. Uh, I, I like to say that I'm an, an overnight, overnight success that took 10 years. <laughs> and that's the reality of it. Uh, I've been on this platform day in, day out for, uh, yeah, roughly a decade. And during that time, I've gradually built up, very gradually built up, uh, you know, a hardcore of, of fans, uh, super fans, you could say, who will, um, you know, guaranteed will turn up will uh, coalesce around my content and will engage on it because they, you know, they like, they like the, the content, they like the personality and they know that they're going to get, they're going to get, uh, you know, some amount of value. And, you know, of course it's, it's a little easy for me, isn't it? Because I'm a LinkedIn guy who is specializing in the LinkedIn platform. Mm -hmm. So pretty much everything that I, you know, whenever I talk about LinkedIn is going to be applicable to, you know, a wide, wide reader base. So yeah, yeah. Build up, uh, you know, gradually take your time, make sure that every piece of content you put out there is the best possible content you can, uh, you can, you can create and then, you know, watch the magic happen, but it ain't going to be forced. Uh, yes. you know, LinkedIn, the LinkedIn algorithm, probably, I have no proof of this whatsoever, probably looks for 
the kind of negative signals or signals that sort of uh, sh- uh, tell tells it that you are trying to uh, artificially prop up. So stuff like you know self liking, uh, using your your company page to to, to comment and and, and self like those comments. Uh, you know mass tagging, particularly mass tagging where you 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 know you tag a bunch oh, of people. I hate that uh, and. And guess what? If if hardly any of them, any of them respond, or worse, if some of them detag themselves, then yeah, that's not a very positive uh, signal to the algorithm, is it? Now, uh, so yeah, yeah, just you know, do do the hard work. Uh, if your you know if your content is is great, if uh, if you can uh, you know if you can if you can put that great content out there, and you've got the you've got the goods, then you should be rewarded. Yeah, the only time I tag people is like when this episode gets released, I will tag you on LinkedIn, but I won't tag 25 other people. I tag you because you are legitimately on the show. And I see people, they will tag, they'll have seven different comments and every comment will have like 20 people. And what people don't realize is once you're tagged on something, when people start engaging, then you get notification overwhelm because you get notified every time someone engages on the content. And then they can't see the real notifications. So the first thing I do, and I didn't know this until about six months ago, you go find where you're tagged, you hit those three dots and remove mention, and that'll stop the notifications. Because if you don't, you're going to get, if it becomes a really viral post, you're going to get so many notifications, you won't be able to keep up. Yeah, exactly. So that's definitely one method of doing. Just detag yourself. Uh, my preferred method is to mute and then delete. Oh, so okay. I mute. Yeah, I mute the, the the you know the post itself and then I delete just because I'm you know um, uh, a little uh, uh, I can't think of the word now. Uh, anal. Oh. <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> OCD. Yeah, OCD. Okay, okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm a little OCD, so I want to. I want a clean feed, so I want to clean that yes. crap, that garbage out of my feed. So uh, yeah, mute, delete, and then just you know, for for uh, you know, safety sake, not safety sake, uh, just keep on muting, deleting. Uh, you know, the same the same content uh, that's that's giving you those notifications. I didn't know you could do that. So you you mute yeah, yeah. mute it in your notifications, and then uh-huh. you delete it the notification. I do. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's so. What you're doing when you detag is you're sending a strong message to the con, uh, to the author that you you know you didn't like being tagged. Now, if they're paying attention, then hopefully you won't be tagged again by that particular author. My method is um, uh, a, a little more uh, you know uh, a little more subtle. Uh, they don't they don't know that I'm not um, not liking it. I'm just just eradicating it, eradicating it from my home feed. Mm. Uh, so, because uh, the back of them, uh, the back of them, my mind, Mark, I would much rather be, uh, you know, over tagged uh, than not tagged at all. Okay. Right. Because when, when I'm tagged, then clearly, you know, the author is advertising, you know, my name mm-hmm. to their, their audience. So, you know, that's a good thing. Uh, but, yeah, I'm like you. Whenever I tag, which is very rare, I'm only tagging people, and it's usually in the post body. I'm tagging 
tagging people if they're directly relevant to the content. Right. Uh, as an example, if uh, you know two people, uh, a handful of people have helped me to create my you know my new post. Uh, let's say it's it's a new feature or something that they discovered. Then I want to give credit. And I'll do that by saying, "Hey, shout out to Matt, to Mark Strakowski uh, for giving me the heads up on uh, th- this latest development." And so, you know, that's the way that I use tagging. And I will, I will say that what I'll do if a friend of mine who I know really well is tagging me, I will reach out to them. I'm like, "Okay, um, you post seven times a week, and you're always tagging me. Uh, can you please stop?" And I'll ask them, and like. Oh, and I explained to him why. And like, oh, I didn't think about that. I said, so I don't care what you do with everybody else, but please stop tagging me because it's annoying. And now if I don't know them, I won't reach out to them. But if they are friends, like I, if you tagged me, which I know you wouldn't, like all every post, I would reach out to you and say, hey, Andy, could you like not do it anymore? But if I don't know you, I just I, I just let it go and just remove myself. So you've given us a lot to think about. Obviously, we've only scratched the surface. I really encourage people, if you want to become really good at LinkedIn, go find Andy Foote on LinkedIn. It's not that hard. And follow him. Watch what he is doing. Just All you do is go to his activity, look at his comments, look at his posts, look at what he's doing, and you can learn a lot. So, Andy, I really appreciate being on the show. Is there any place else you want people to go to other than to follow you on LinkedIn? Yeah, the only other place, Mark, is my website, which is www.linkedinsights.com. So that's L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S, linkedinsights.com. Well, this has been a thrill. I love talking to you. I love talking about LinkedIn. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. Anytime. Thank you, my friend. And just before we go, don't forget to register for my next live training, Friday, September 18th at noon Eastern. Going to be talking about planning your day, the why and the how. Register by clicking the link in my show notes or in the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.